You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And welcome to the second annual Needless Things podcast covering Toy Fair. The New York International Toy Fair just happened, and we're here to talk about everything that went on, or at least everything that interests those of us that are here. Uh, I want to make this an annual thing where we take a look at all the news that came out of Toy Fair. I've got a really good panel of guys here tonight that know a lot about toys. Everybody has a good background with collecting their various arena of toys. Toy dumb. We each have our own interests, and we've got, you know, everybody's kind of an expert in their own field. Uh, I want to go ahead and get started and introduce Mr. Josh Wilson uh, from the Oncoming Storm. Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about your your toy corner and uh, your site. Well, um, I am all about giant robots, and that means Transformers, and I've been with the Transformers since I was a kid, down to nineteen. And have amassed quite a large collection to the dismay of my wife. But, but yeah, so it's, it's all about Transformers for me. And when I'm not playing with my little toy robots, I do have an interest in Doctor Who. And I run a podcast called The Oncoming Storm, which is a podcast all about Doctor Who that you don't see on television. So we cover all of the books and audios and anything you won't see on television. So if you are missing Doctor Who from the TV screen, there's still a lot of it out there. If it interests you, come check us out at theoncomingstorm.libson.com or look us up on Facebook. And we've got several months before there will be any new Doctor Who on TV, so go check the site out. This man can tell you the books, the audios, what you can can get to to get your Doctor Who fix between now and then. Thank you, Phantom. And uh, since this is our second take, I, I uh, we had a little call recorder problem. I completely forgot to introduce my lovely co-host, Mr. Bo Brown. Bo, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Always happy to talk about Masters, and there's a lot of good reveals to get through. And, and can you get through them in the allotted 10-minute time frame? 10 minutes per figure. That's what we agreed on. Oh, no, I don't think so. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. That's all right. I've got an edit button. <laughs> well, lovely to have you here. And, of course, we, we also have Ryan Schweck, a uh, lauded toy expert and collector of several different ranges. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Doing great tonight. Ready to... Do some fun Maddie bashing as always. <laughs> yeah, it's, am- it's amazing how how often Maddie gets us talking. Yeah, and this year they they've outdone themselves. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you on that one. All right. Speaking of outdoing oneself, we are very happy this year. Last year, the man had to send in a report, uh, edited it in. This year, he's here with us live. The Reverend Dan Wilson. Welcome to the Needless Things Podcast at long last. Ah, thank you for having me live and in color this year. 
I and I have to admit, first off, I, I'm a much more casual collector than you guys, and you always overwhelm me with your knowledge, of both on your website and on these podcasts, so I just hope I can do my part to hang. But I'll be covering the Marvel Hasbro series, and there's a, a couple of interesting uh, tidbits I want to talk about there as far as uh, kind of falling short of expectations, but like I say, we'll get to that in the segment. Uh, I'm a 15-year veteran of the Pro Wrestling Wars, both as a manager and as an announcer, um, I run a podcast network that, that looks at a whole variety of nerdy themes. Uh, we look at comic books, action movies, uh, heavy metal, horror films, all kinds of fun stuff over at Potty Humor. It's youtube.com slash potty humor or facebook.com slash potty humor. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dragons Rejects. Awesome. We're so happy to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. Last but not least, we have the belligerent monkey, Jay Hornsby. Jay, how are you doing? Doing great, fan. I'm glad to be here. I am the belligerent monkey, geologist, statesman, artist, and all-around toy and comic book nerd. So I do have uh, a number of lines that I collect uh, and keep a close eye on. So they uh, all had some great announcements that I'm looking forward to uh, talking to. Uh, you can always check me out at belligerentmonkey.com, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Etsy. Awesome. Definitely check this man's art out. Uh, he's got some of the coolest pop culture art you, you've ever seen. Uh, I've, I've assembled you guys here tonight because you are, are the best of the toy talkers. Uh, I think we've got a number of excellent perspectives on all the different things we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about Funko. We're going to talk about Mattel, Hasbro, NECA, 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 whatever you want to call them. Uh, DC collectibles. We're, we're going to hit kind of the big ones. Uh, anything that caught our eye at Toy Fair. But we're going to start off with kind of the surprise winner, as far as I'm concerned, of Toy Fair, and that's Funko, who who are I guess the area around Toy Fair because they were dropping bombs a week in advance with the announcement of their reaction line, uh, which we kind of knew was coming but didn't know to the extent, and then the fact that their Game of Thrones Legacy Collection actually hit stores, and that was the first anybody had heard of it. Uh, you'd think a, a highly detailed and articulated six-inch scale of uh, Game of Thrones figures done by Gentle Giant, the same company that's doing the Star Wars Black six-inch figures, you'd think that would have been big news and, and that they maybe would have promoted that a little bit, but apparently they wanted to keep it a big secret until the Season 3 Blu-rays hit. Um they gave Barnes and Noble a 30 day exclusive on them, which is also somewhat unprecedented, uh, given a bookseller exclusive on collectible toys like this. But Funko really made some waves going into and coming out of Toy Fair. And that's, uh, Ryan is going to talk a little bit about that now. Yeah. Like you said, we saw big announcements around Toy Fair from Funko. Um, and they, there had been mention of the legacy line at San Diego. You know, we knew that Firefly was being made. Uh, Game of Thrones had been mentioned, but we didn't know the extent that they were going to do it. Um, but really that reaction line was the first that went out to all the sites. And instead of just debuting, you know, one line of figures or one or two, we got 60. Um, I'd like to say before kind of an interesting where this came from. Last year, Super 7 made the old Kenner Alien toys again. And it turns out that Funko, who before had, you know, just made bobbleheads and whatever those pop vinyl figures are, um, they had a booth next to Super 7 at San Diego, and they got talking and made this partnership that has resulted in this whole reaction line. Um, 
And so for the reaction line, you know, we got everything from Goonies, Nightmare Before Christmas, Universal Monsters, the more modern horror, Predator, Terminator, Pulp Fiction, what else? Back to the Future, Rocketeer, Buffy, Firefly. Um, and they're, you know, they're definitely old school three and three quarter inch, what, five points of articulation figures. Um, the nice thing is they're keeping the price point at nine ninety nine, which is going to be, I think, real attractive to people. But I don't know. I keep going back and forth with this line. You know, that nine dollars seems great. I love all the licenses, but then I look at the pictures and I just think, you know, there's a reason that we got away from this style of figures. I right. Mean, the, this is nostalgia is the only thing that's going to drive this line. It is. And now I will say, the Nightmare Before Christmas and the Universal Monsters look great. And I think that might be the key to this line is when you get away from the more typical human-looking figures, they look good. Um, but we'll see how they sell. I don't know. I think it's kind of a gamble to put them all out at once like this. Uh, I, I think it's – I actually think it's a good move to, to just put them all out there because it it's kind of – it's so delightful to see all of those licenses under the same um, – under the same banner, you know, it would be one thing if like, oh, there's some Goonies figures. Well, that's kind of neat. But to overwhelm people with, hey, you can have, you know, the Terminator and Pinhead team up to chase down Sloth and Chunk and, you know, with Mal Reynolds. And I mean, the, because they are aesthetically, they all work together. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not since Mego has there been. Well, I guess the Minimates have kind of accomplished a similar thing with licenses. But, uh, you know, those don't tug at the nostalgia like these do. Right. Yeah, I really – I personally love the packaging of them, the uh, the pictures yeah. and the, the cards. Um, as tempting as it is to open these, these were would be one of the few sets, I think, that I would be tempted to keep in the package just because as a display, having a whole set of them up, they, I think they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fact that they're making the GIMP. Yes, there is a GIMP figure. <laughs> think of all I, the fun you can have. I was hoping for a GIMP playset, you know, complete with the sawhorse and everything, but uh, you know, maybe that's just me. They're gonna do a, they're gonna do a sub, you know, if they get enough people to to pre-order, um, they'll do the playset. No, no, this isn't Mattel. They don't do that sort of thing. <laughs> they'll be a thermometer and all sorts of stuff. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, and the zippers obviously- will slowly fill up across the mask. Yeah, and this definitely can't be all of them. There's going to be more waves, and you can tell because, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas figures that they've shown, they've only shown Barrel. They haven't shown lock right. stuff, and right. surely right. they're not just going to make Barrel. No, I'm sure they have plans for further stuff, and that's what's so interesting. Is this? I mean, essentially, yeah, this is uh, several waves of different licenses. But this is really technically the first wave of figures. Uh, the, you know, it spreads from April to October. Um, the releases, I, I think the, uh, I can't even remember which ones come out first, but, uh, over the next six months, essentially, all of these figures are going to come out and I'm sure they're going to have more planned for the following year. If, I, I think it's very smart of them to be staggering these in the way that they are, but at the same time, they were all, the Entertainment Earth is where this all came from. Entertainment Earth put up the pre-orders and mm-hmm. all the toy sites jumped on it, but all of these pre-orders went up at the same time. And if you're like me, you know, I didn't go crazy. I I got Snake Plissken, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and I think Pinhead just because the idea of having a, a an extremely childish Pinhead figure was just too much for me to resist. 
But, uh, you know, I ordered a few, but I'm going to leave them in the box and, and just, you know, put them up on the wall or whatever. But I can see where, you know, one of the things that's frustrating about modern toy collecting is the way things are staggered out. Um, when you've got, say, the new Marvel Legends Captain America figures that, that have just hit the Infinity Series, well, we don't get the other three until uh, later on, later in this year. That's kind of frustrating. And I can mm-hmm. see where you might look and say, you know what? I'm having enough trouble finding the ones that are out now. You know, I don't want to wait six months to build the rest of Mandroid. You know what? Fuck it. I, I don't need any of them. And this definitely defeats that mentality because every single one of these, you know, you can get the whole first wave of every license all at once. I, I, I think it's a very smart move. Yeah. And we'll see how they do. I hope they do well. I think it's a, a good new line, which has been missing lately from toy collecting. Yeah, I mean, um, it's neat, and it's it should be relatively easy to collect. And supposedly they're going to be hitting uh, mass retailers, Toys R Us and Target, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. I'll be interested yeah. to see how they do there. Yeah, and that's what's going to get me. Those are going to be ones I'm walking through the store, and I see them, and I'm like, oh, nine bucks, no problem. And I'll grab one or two probably. That's sure. how they'll get me. Yeah, yeah, that's where that price point becomes really important because it's cheap enough to where, like you said, you got a half a cart at Target. Ah, you know, we'll get one. We- this looks neat. Which is funny to say, though, because uh, the uh, Marvel Hasbro figures, uh, four-inch scale Hasbro figures, uh, Marvel, G.I. Joe, you know, those are all 10 bucks, and they're highly articulated, highly detailed, you know, obviously much nicer than these. But we consider it comparable, again, because of that nostalgia. Right. And because of the kitschiness of the licenses. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's and- go ahead and talk a little bit about the six-inch articulated, uh, the legacy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Ryan, you mentioned that they're, they Firefly was pretty much a lock, and there were other rumored uh, licenses. <laughs> what did they actually announce? Aside from Game of Thrones already being out, what was actually announced at Toy Fair? Nothing. Nothing was actually announced at Toy Fair. They came okay. out the Tuesday after and confirmed to the Foosh, I think, interviewed them and asked, and they confirmed Firefly and Rocketeer for the fall. Okay. Um, and so, who knows how long those are? You know, they may already have them ready. You know, it's sure. so hard to tell with what they're doing. And like you said, these Game of Thrones figures obviously have been done for a while. Um, managers at Barnes and Noble broke street date by putting them out. They weren't supposed to come out till last Sunday, but I guess Barnes and Noble doesn't have a lot of experience probably with street date on toys. So they were busting them out and people were finding them. Yeah. Um, I think an interesting story coming out of that too has been that the first wave has a lot of quality control issues. Um, which is expected, you know, they're, they're new to the six inch line. They're having issues with stuck joints. The transparent plastic they're using on the joints is breaking. Um, but in their defense, they have already responded and said, yes, we know our problem. We've already talked to our vendors. It's being fixed right now. And so yeah, they're I'm, getting ahead of it, you know, as opposed to once again, my favorite company, Maddie, who will deny, 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 and then right. eventually be like, you know what? Maybe everybody's green goddesses are breaking. Like, yeah, maybe that figure's a little fragile. <laughs> I got, uh, I've already opened and reviewed Daenerys, which you can find that review on needlessthingssite.com. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty fantastic figure. I had exactly one issue. Uh, her elbow swivels are stuck and, Neither hair dryer nor hot water can get them unstuck, but the sculpt and paint are fantastic. Um, all the all the other joints work tremendously well, and I've got the rest of the first wave sitting in front of me. I just haven't opened them yet. Um, they look amazing, but like you said, once I open them and and actually start playing with them and taking pictures and stuff mm-hmm. for review, I'll find out 
you know, where the deal is. But, you know, it's important to note these are out now. Uh, Firefly and Rocketeer come out in the fall. They have plenty of time to address it for the new lines. Oh, yeah. And I wonder what Hasbro thinks of these boxes because the boxes on these figures are oh, straight yeah. up Star Wars black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's, you know, what that, are you going to do? It's it looks package. great. Like, yeah. So we'll see what it goes. So they announced – well, everybody had seen Wave 1, so we got a Wave 2 announcement. I think one of my favorite things about Wave 2, if you look at it, the box for uh, Tyrion Lannister mm-hmm. is smaller. It's not a standard size box. They went ahead and made a little box for him. So I can't wait to see it in real life. Interesting. And that's uh, for Wave 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Wave 2, you've got – who's all Wave 2? I think it's the White Walker, Jon Snow, the Hound. No, that's all the first wave. Is that the first wave? I see. Yeah, I that's the first wave. The Tyr- Mon- Tyrion's in an equally sized box. They did not discriminate against ah. the uh, the little people. Oh, that's right. That wave 2's Rob and Jamie and another Danny. Yeah, yeah, that's brand. right. I mean, they're getting all the fan demanded characters out quick. Well, and imagine- what's funny is they're using the typical toy tactics because Daenerys comes with one dragon in the first wave. She has a different dragon in the second wave. <laughs> what do you want to bet? We're going to see a yeah. third figure with a third dragon. But you know, for the way that show is, I'm okay with it because we'll get a Khaleesi, Danny, uh, right, right. She was hanging out with Khal Drago. You know, she at least, I'm okay with her costume changes because she's got some pretty significant ones. And I imagine this season we're going to see more. So, you know, I think it's okay. So anybody else got anything they want to say about Funko? Oh, well, they've got two more announcements, too. They're going to put out Magic figures. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not real familiar with Magic the Gathering other than, you know, it's some cards that people play at Starbucks. Um, The figures themselves, the B-sheet on it looks great. I mean, they look like really detailed figures. We'll see how they sell. And then also – Seemingly out of left field. Their other six inch line is the fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about Those that. Look that's good. bizarre. And they look great. Like, yeah, they do. You know, it's some really great. Who knows you needed fantastic Mr. Fox figures, but I kind of want them. Yeah, I never knew there was that much fan <laughs> demand for Mr. Fox. Yeah, well, it gives me hope though. You know, if, if they're making deals, maybe we could also get like some Royal Tenenbaums toys. And <laughs> yes, who doesn't want a Wes Anderson toy range? Although honestly, that might work better as a reaction line. Yeah, yeah, I would love to get some like Steve Zissou reaction. That would be great with a submarine. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> there's your submarine playset. Well, awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, anybody else want to chime in about Funko? Other than I think they have come out of nowhere and have made a huge impact. Like everything they've done, it looks amazing. I can't believe for having no advance warning and then just pop up and wow, they're like up there with the big boys now just from the level of sculpting and detail and everything they've given us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's unprecedented to come, to come from bobbleheads, which personally I loathe bobbleheads. I don't even consider them toys, but to come from those and then the pop vinyl collectible figures to not not just making action figures because if you go into Toys R Us, you can find lots of companies that make action figures, and lots of them are just shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know to come and drop action figures that are comparable with some of the best stuff on the market right now, right out of the gate, uh, that's that's impressive. So so good job to Funko. Well, and one more thing, I'm really interested to see. You know, we know they've made these licensing deals with. Goonies and Nightmare Before Christmas and all these people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to try to carry some of these over to six inch because you know uh, we know that Nika has Predator and Terminator, but some of these licenses nobody knows who has them. I'd be really curious to see if like maybe we get a new Buffy set out of this 
Legacy well, the line. way the way that and Buffy was one of the rumored uh, lines for the Legacy Collection, and and what they did is Funko had all of these licenses for their vinyl figures and their bobbleheads, and they parlayed that into the action figures. It was very smart of them to say, "Hey, we've already got all this pop culture stuff. Let's do it." What's going to be interesting to see is if all this reaction stuff does continue, or if they're just doing one shot with each license and then will continue on. Uh, it's, it, the future of Funko will be very interesting to watch, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about them in next year's Toy Fair recap. Absolutely. Uh, now it is time for Mr. Bo Brown to grace us with his incredible Masters of the Universe knowledge. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about what Maddie had for us at Toy Fair. Well, the big, uh, the big to-do was uh, obviously the Club Etheria sub. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of She-Ra, and... Given the fact that they have scaled the the Masters of the Universe Classics roadmap back by a couple of years, um, and they hadn't gotten to a lot of the main Shear characters, they are doing um, another add-on sub, just just like the Filmation sub uh, last year, of Shearer characters. And they revealed uh, most of them. There's going to be seven figures, and one of them is a sub-exclusive figure, so it's a little different than the Filmation sub in, in the fact that there is a, a sub-exclusive character which is light hope um who looks awesome he he's great um although i did think that his armor was uh vac metal at first but upon closer inspection it is not let Um, me ask you a question about light hope too am i correct that he was not didn't have that form in shira right he was just he was was just a light yeah Yeah, he's he was just a big pillar of light and and a sort of force and an and an intelligence um so this is very much you know, Mattel giving figures to people who've never had figures or bodies or, or whatever before. Um, I think he looks awesome. I think he's worth, I mean, I've already purchased the sub. I'm in. Um, I'm a completionist and, and I definitely like one of the other reveals, which is Madame Raz and Broom. I think they look awesome. 100% new tool. Um, on them, I, I'm, I'm excited to have those. Uh, Light Hope will be probably a pretty rare figure. He's not as popular as somebody like Shadow Weaver. Um, in the sense that, you know, there's no, you know, nobody has no nostalgia for what he looks like, but he looks cool. I mean, he definitely looks, to me, he looks a lot like one of the Four Horsemen's other lines yeah. of figures. Um, and the, then, armor, the armor on him reminds me a lot of movie Skeletor. Yeah, God a lot Skeletor of people have said that, that 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 you can possibly make a a God Skeletor with uh, with with some of the the Light Hope pieces. Um, he's he's a nice translucent sort of pale pink. Um, he's got a beard. He looks cool. Um, there's a lot going on. He, he's if anything, he's like Crystal Castle Man, um, just like Castle Grayskull Man. He's he, you know his staff and his armor is. Is all very reminiscent of the of the Crystal Castle. Oh, design. you're right. All of yeah, the even even the inlay and stuff on his armor, which I think is great. I think that you know I, I don't now. They probably had plans to do Light Hope way before the Create a Character contest. So I'm not saying that they ripped off the Castle Grayskull guy with this. I, I don't think that's the case. But he's definitely your Crystal Castle man, um, and I think he looks great. Uh, then we've got the first figure we'll get though is um, Double Trouble or Double Mischief because they were not able to use the same name. Um, I've been trying to do a lot of research on her because I can't figure out if her head is compatible with many faces. 
she has a she has a spinnable head, right? Um, with her, so she has her good guy face and her bad guy face. Um, but I can't find anything to confirm or deny whether or not she will be compatible with many faces two heads. Whether or not you can pop her face out and stick the many face heads in, um, I'm kind of thinking no, which is too bad um, because she has two faces on hers and the many faces faces have three unless so she comes with an extra head like he did well yeah uh i i just but because i think i watched the the walkthrough with with toy guru and it was very unclear as to whether or not the head popped off the in case the case the casing for the head popped off mm-hmm. um like many faces did and i kind of think he said no but then he kind of w- sort of waffled around a little bit um, she has a, a, a horde crossbow that flips around both sides. Oh, nice. Um, so it has like a bad guy side, a horde side, and then a good guy side. Right, right. She's cool. I mean, her, her, her paint's a little sort of this sort of like pale green. It's not very exciting. Um, she definitely will look weird on the horde shelf. Um, and for that same reason, I think that the next character in Trapta, they'll also look, there's just a bunch of Shira, you know, horde villains that are the girls that, that aren't Shadow Weaver or Octavia or or Scorpia that just look like the good guys. Yeah. Um, so they're really going to stand out on the shelf next to Grizzlor and Leech and, and all those guys. Um, so I'll be putting Double Trouble on the good guy side, and I'm kind of at a loss of what to do with Entrapta. Um, I'm a little nervous about her her weight um, because my Octavia is is tips over all the time. Because of the extra stuff and yeah, and trapped his hair, hair. Is pretty crazy. She has all this big heavy hair, um, so I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, it's it's like okay, do I have to have another horde chick that has to stand up in the back of the shelf so she can lean up against the wall? Uh, so we'll see. But then uh, those were the ones they revealed, and then there's going to be seven figures, including Light Hope, as the sub exclusive. So six figures in the sub proper. They teased Sweet Bee's helmet, so we know we're going to get Sweet Bee. And then there are two more uh, figures, a $30 figure, so it'll be a little more expensive. The general consensus is that this will be Mermista, um, and she'll have two sets of legs, sort of exactly like King Hiss had two torsos. She'll have her mermaid tail body and then her legs body. Except that King Hiss didn't cost more. Well, no, King Hiss didn't cost more, but, you well, know. In case you've heard, the price of collectors has gone up. Yes, that's true. The price <laughs> the, of plastic. The price of plastic has increased dramatically over the last that's, couple that's of years. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a couple times somewhere. Um, so my my money's on that it's going to be Mermista and then one more. Uh, and I have I really have no idea who it would be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a guy character like people are always clamoring for General Sunder uh, and a character like that. Uh, and Scott uh, Toy Guru did say that he, they're not going to re-release the Horde Troopers, but if they did do somebody like General Sunder, then they would include. The pieces to make another horde trooper in with General Sunder, so you'd have the horde, you'd have the horde trooper body, and then you'd have a different head and probably the cape. But you would, they would include the extra pieces so that if you wanted to buy extra General Sunders, you could get more horde troopers that way. But because a two pack uses two SKUs, they're not going to do another another set of horde troopers, which is too bad because you know everybody wants more horde troopers, but. Um, it's just, I, I, but I also understand. I'd rather get more new figures than wasting two slots on, yeah. uh, running, you know, producing more horde troopers. Before we um, move so on, that's to, the 
before we move on to Club Eternia, I want to ask you, um, I have not actually seen this video myself, but I, I saw the comments in the Maddie forum that if this sub, which I didn't even realize this sub was on a thermometer, but, uh, it's not, it's not, it is. Well, there's no thermometer. Well, there's no thermometer, but it is, it is, it is, well, so is Club Filmation. Yeah. Um, there, it was, you know, just because they don't have a thermometer doesn't mean that they're not saying, okay, well, we have to get this many subscriptions. It's just, it's a subscription. It's just like every other, you know, Motu subscription. If you don't get enough subscribers, you don't get the toys. So that's how it work. So, well, not every other, the last couple. Right. Um, the downside is, is that if we don't reach our goal, then these figures have to be shoehorned in to uh, the regular Masters of the Universe Classics line, which will bump seven figures out. And yeah. which will kill the line. We won't get those figures. Because if people yeah. don't want to, I mean, I, I, yeah, I will tell you right now. Them. People don't want Double Trouble. Right. I know. Nobody, nobody wants them. I, I, honestly, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, Entrapta. That's fine. And I totally want Light Hope. Yeah, Light Hope's bad. That's an awesome figure. But I, I think that's kind of lousy because, you know, I don't want this sub. And it's fine that they're doing it, but if it doesn't work, I don't want it in my sub next year because I want next year's sub. But if these are going to be seven of those figures, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Well, and with Light Hope as the club exclusive is what he said, which is fine. I'm totally down with that. But I don't want, I don't want Raz. Don't particularly care about Double Trouble. Don't want Sweet Bee. Uh, like I said, Entrapped is pretty neat. That's fine. I'd be okay with that. Well, did you see this morning they posted? It might have been last night, but he did post that right now. The sub is doing it's, doing, it's on track it's, as well, if not better than filmation. Well, good, so, good. so I'm not worried. I'm yeah, not worried I, it's going to happen. I think there's enough people who want Light Hope, who want Madame Raz, and who, and then just enough Shira fans in general to to make this sub go through. And I'm 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 not terribly worried. Well, and that's the thing um, is I'm I'm not poo pooing Madame Raz because I totally think they should make her. I understand people want her and they should, and that's totally fine. I personally don't, but I don't think that should you know, eliminate her from the line. And anyway. I think she looks great and she's got some really cool tooling. Like her, her legs are on ball joints and, uh, she can ride broom and, you know, I, I there's a lot of tooling in yeah, there yeah. between her and her and broom. And I think that they, you know, that's a really weird shaped character to translate into a toy. Sure. And, you know, once again, the horsemen, you know, they know what they're doing. Um, so I think, I think it looks great. Um, but to move back onto the regular, are, are we done with? Yeah, yeah, with, absolutely. With, I just wanted your, I just wanted back. your thoughts on, you know, the if this doesn't go through, these figures being in next I, year's regular sub. I mean, I would, you know, I would hate to have, I would hate for that to happen. Um, Rio Blast looks uh, fantastic. I, I've been, uh, I'm a huge fan of Rio Blast, and I've been waiting for him for you know the whole time. Um, he looks great. He's got tons of new parts on him. Um, he doesn't come with any accessories other than the guns and stuff. I mean, he didn't, his original figure didn't, so that's fine. My only gripe with him is that he's utilizing the same, the regular, uh, master's buck. So when his chest opens up, there isn't a cavity inside his chest where the guns go. So his little chest flap will open up as part of his armor and you'll have to plug the, the chest guns in. So it just looks weird because it doesn't right. make sense that those guns are there because those guns aren't occupying any space when his chest is closed. Other than that, I think he looks awesome, and I love him, and I cannot wait to get him. Um, I do think it's worrying. Have you seen the post that the backpack may be cut? I think that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 
I mean, I, I know can't that even believe it's got it's a lot of. I mean, it's, it, it's got moving parts in the sense that it slides up and then folds forward. So there's a lot going on in that backpack. But I, that would be a, a huge shame to lose yeah. that. I mean, I think they'll upset a lot of people if they cut that visor part. Yeah, I mean, I I doubt that. With with having shown it at Toy Fair, I'd be real surprised if they cut it. Um, yeah. As far as other figures that were shown, um, they showed a lot of figures, final versions of figures that we've got. Um, changes were um, Blade lost the paint apps on his swords. Um, he he still he didn't lose any accessories. He still comes with the two swords and the laser whip, but the paint apps on one of the swords got dropped. Um, Flog changed significantly. His helmet is now permanently attached. His helmet's not removable, and the whip uh, at San Diego was fully was all plastic. And had the sort of snaky bit at the end, and now it's got an actual string yeah. at the end, uh, something on the end. So, uh, which is more like the classic figure, or which is more like right, the original, but unlike anything else in the line. Right. Scorpia was shown in box. I, I'm not thrilled with Scorpia's paint. Um, her 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 scorpion parts are all kind of pink instead of red, um, and it just makes her look kind of weird. I wish she's the dominatrix of. Uh, of He-Man, and I and I really wish she had a much glossier sort of leather, yeah, bitch yeah, look to her. Um, and I think she's she looks a little soft. She's looking a little soft. <laughs> um, Extendar was shown in full thing, and I don't they they didn't mention it in the walkthrough, but his his lance is all curved at the end, and I don't know if it's it was just warped on the piece that they brought to San Diego, but I don't or I don't know. I, I never had Extendar as a kid, so I'm not sure if the original lance. It's curved like that, but it looks just weird, and it just looks like it's warped. Some dudes um, just have know. a curved lance. That's just something we have to deal with. Some dudes do. Yeah, he uh, too was upset about Scorpion's lack <laughs> of leather. Who, did the, who does the book go? Yes, with? they showed the book. The book is going to okay. come with Eldor. Um, that's that's Eldor's book. It's our first articulated book. It has one point of articulation. You can open it, although there's not any words in the book, which is like, okay, so you go through the trouble of making it open, but you don't write anything in it. Even if it was just tiny little scribble, like undecipherable scribble, I don't know. It just seems weird that the that the book of spells or whatever is blank. Um, it's got something, some scribbles or yeah, something. That's a paint or whatever. That would have lost us um, a maybe, figure. Yeah, a whole figure. Sure. It's true. So we'll get we'll get our our funny pantsless Eldor. I've got this. I've got a hooded cloak wizard thing from the waist up, and then I'm <laughs> He Man from the waist down, and wear the furry shorts. So so there's Eldor coming, and then um, they're doing another chase figure, just like uh, Spirit of Hordak. It'll be Cal and Lucky uh, with a flight stand for Cal uh, with oh, so he does cartoon come with colors. The one that came in. That's nice. He does come with the flight stand. Uh, yeah, so that that'll be cool, and then that'll be the chase figure. It'll pop up and be handled exactly like uh, Spirit of Hordak. Well, my reading, actually they're, they're doing it opposite this year. Yeah, so yeah. he goes in early access in April, I think, and then after yeah, that, yeah. it starts getting released Spirit of Hordak style. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, they're offering this one first because they, <laughs> they kind of realized, oh, people didn't like that at all. Does uh, it seem to you that they're going a little lighter on Toy Fair and focusing more on Comic Con? Oh yeah, the past couple of years. All we got, other than the the POP sub, got Rio Blast and Cal and Lucky. That was it. Like yeah. we got nothing um, for the for the regular series. And then the last thing was a concept piece, which was a twelve inch Skeletor um, unpainted mock up that will be something they're just testing the waters with to see if people are interested in 
12 inch scale versions of the original figure. So it'll look exactly like the original, uh, line, even with like the, the mold lines on the figure. Right. Right. To that detail. Um, not interested. Um, I'm not, I, you know, I don't really want to pay probably 60 bucks for a big version of old figures, um, that look, you know, we, we have Masters of the Universe Classics to give us the idealized versions of characters. I'm sure there are people who might be interested in it, but I can't, as much as a He-Man collector as I am, I can't buy into giant, expensive versions. I don't have room, and I don't have money. And that's exactly what those figures are. More room and more money. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it was I was a little disappointed in the reveals. Uh, I was thrilled to see Rio Blast. Um, but... As far as, and I'm excited about the POP sub. I think Light Hope looks badass and I'm happy with the other figures. Um, but it was kind of meh, honestly. Um, well, I think just the fact that it was the POP sub, I mean, that's, even, even people who were super excited for the POP sub, I'm sure they were like, oh, that's great. What else is, oh, there's nothing. That's the universe. Well, thank you, Bo. My for Masters of the Universe. Thorough coverage. Uh, Jay, have you got a little something about, uh, Maddie's DC offerings. Sure. Uh, everybody kind of knew that this was the last year of the uh, DC Universe Classics. Uh, the sub did not go through. Um, and so they announced already that uh, the four figures that we saw, the Superboy, the 90s Aquaman, Ice, and Damien, were going to be released quarterly. Uh, uh, they version that no one liked uh, was going to be the um, exclusive at Comic-Con. Uh, so you kind of knew that they were going to have that. Uh, but then I guess what a month ago or so, or so they were hinting that they had a surprise they were going to announce. Uh, a lot of people had guessed that it would be the, um, uh, kind of the superpowers, lighter blue Superman repaint. And, uh, you even saw like a glimpse of him in kind of a, a, a preview. So everybody, you know, that's what I thought it was. Um, but as it turns out, it was an entire new uh, line or you know new sub of six different figures, all done in the superpowers uh, uh, paint job uh, with some really nice superpowers packaging. So it's uh, what six figures total, um, all of them repaints except for one. The only new figure would be Mister Mixelplick, uh, and it actually includes a uh, uh, collect and connect figure of Calabac done in the superpower style. So. Uh, it was like a gold Superman, a regular Superman, a Batman, Wonder Woman, um, Mr. Mystical Click, uh, and then a Green Lantern, uh, kind of look, looking like the Riddler. Well, it's a, the repainted, uh. Yeah, so not to the Argentinian. Right, right. Powers mail-in deal. Uh, and then the, the Calabac is done, uh, in the same paint style as the superpowers. So on the surface, yeah, it looks pretty cool. You know, the packaging's nice. Um, but then everybody kind of looked at the uh, price. So these are $30 figures. <laughs> $30 repaints. $30 yeah. repaints. Repaints of figures that I paid $10 for five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the, the, the only new figure we get is the same size as Batmite, which was a <laughs> accessory for a $15 toy. So we're paying twice as much for an accessory. Screw you, uh, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like we, 
you thought that they were gonna, you know, you're screwing you on the way out with the shitty, uh, decision of the, uh, which version of the doomsday they're gonna give you. But no, they had one more, you know, thank you to the fans on the way out. <laughs> well, first they got you, they got you with Batzaro. Yeah. To yeah. close out the line. Odd. Which thanks for that, fuckers. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, they, they went with the shitty version of Doom to, Doomsday that like even people who like Doomsday probably don't want. And, yeah, he, he was in a costume for like two panels. You know, when you think of the character, that's not what you think no, about. No, nobody does. And it's admittedly a cool design. Like, if it was somebody else, I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting looking fellow. But nobody wants Doomsday to look like that. They want bike shorts, man. Exactly. Uh, I can only imagine, though, the meeting. Like, I picture Mattel executives in the conference room where they decide how to dick over the customers. Not fans, customers. Uh, and saying, holy fuck, guys, do you know what I just realized? We can repaint another <laughs> Hal Jordan figure, because we've only put out 50 of them, as the Riddler and yeah. call it a fucking superpowers figure. And all of them just laughing until they piss themselves and throw up on the table. The only thing that surprised me is that we didn't get superpowers Clark Kent so they could reuse that goddamn suit body. Yes, I mean, you're it right. would have fit right in. Oh, just they'll probably ahead. do a two-pack of, like, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. And, you know, I was thinking about today, though. They would, they might have suckered me. If they had put Batman and Superman in, like, those really thin cloth capes that attach to the C at the neck. I had oh, the yeah, same yeah. thought. I have to admit, thought. they probably would have got me. I would have been like, yeah, 30 bucks, but damn, I need that. Oh, yeah. But, well, dude, you know. when I first when I first looked at these, I thought, you know what? That's kind of neat. It'd be another one of those things where I would buy them and just hang them on the wall because I saw the packaging, and the packaging looks fantastic. And, you know, obviously I don't need any of these characters, particularly Gold Superman, whatever the fuck that is. But then I saw the price, and, I, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and and they're shipping uh, all together, which I guess it, it helps for uh, shipping, but – to pay $90 in figures one month plus shipping and then another 90 the very next month plus shipping. Yeah. I mean, you're essentially, you're paying, you know, over $200 for figures, you know, within a two month span. Um, for again, repaints. I mean, the idea is cool. I really do like the packaging. I think they would look great hanging together. Um, but just the, the, you know, even if it was the same price as the sub at the $25, it's still absurd. It's still absurd, but I probably would have paid it. It just, the fact that they raise prices for repaints, you know, it's, it's, it's priced me out of it, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to touch real quick on the Total Heroes stuff that they're doing, uh, as part of the Maddie sub. We got, I got the first wave of the figures for my son. And, you know, they're Maddie's favorite thing. They're, they're repaints, but they do have different head or, or feet or arms as necessary, but the basic body is the same on most of the figures. Uh, but they're really well done. They're well articulated for, I mean, these are, these are six inch toys that cost $10 each, which is pretty amazing in this toy market, uh, e even considering the repainted, reused parts. Um, you know, they're not bad figures, especially for kids. Mm -hmm. And Maddie is doing something that I think is very smart and they're taking that body and repainting it to be different characters, but including additional hands and heads. Uh, they're doing a Green Lantern core, uh, I believe in March actually. Uh, that's going to be offered on the site, which is just a Green Lantern body, but it comes with several different heads for various members of the Green Lantern Corps, and I think it even comes with uh, some constructs. Oh, my God. I know, right? 
Uh, and then they're doing, they showed Firestorm at Toy Fair and Firestorm looks great. Now, I don't know how much these are going to cost. Knowing Maddie, they'll probably be like 25 bucks. They, let's see, I can pull it up. But, well, uh, you know what I like about that Firestorm? It's got the Dr. Stein, like, ghost head yes. that kind of attaches to it. Yes. Comes up. That's great. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are neat figures. They've figured out a way to, to, like I said, do their same, do their favorite thing of, of sharing parts, but in a creative way that works. And honestly, you know, these are a little more cartoony and stylized than the DC Universe classics, but honestly, I like the articulation a little more. Um, the hips definitely look better. Uh, you actually have deeper ankle pivots than you do on the DCUC figures. I, I'm, I'm not going to collect these for myself, but I'm pretty enthusiastic about buying them for my son. I think that look looks fantastic on the Batman Beyond figure because he came from an animated style. So I, that's the one I'm really excited about. If only so I can have Octogenary and Bruce Wayne dressed up as Batman on my shelf. <laughs> Who doesn't want that really? And, uh, Mattel had, you know, some other retail announcements that were pretty interesting. Uh, but we'll get to those at the tail end because I want to go ahead and cover the big stuff here at the beginning. So I do want to say that the, the four inch line of the movie figures from the multiverse look fantastic. Uh, yeah, those, those do, well, I don't know, the Superman. Eh. Do you like the Superman? I mean, the Superman looks okay. Like, he looks better in thumbnails and looks, uh, right. than- then all the way up, but I really like the unmasked uh, Michael Keaton for yeah. a four-inch figure. He looks great, I think. Yeah, they do. Well, the penguin, penguin looks amazing. Yeah, um, they they really did do a good job on those. It just breaks my heart that they're not movie masters because yeah. you know that's what I've already got. I, I love that line. I love the the more realistic proportions that they're actually six-inch scale uh, or, or one-twelfth scale. You know, I, I love those, and and the fact that I guess they're they're ending that is kind of a bummer. Uh, well, Josh, it's great that you chimed in because guess what? It's Transformers time. All right. Transforming time. Well, this is a movie year for Transformers. So that's going to be what Hasbro is doing their big focus on. Uh, Hasbro typically will do two things. They'll either focus on a movie or whatever cartoon is out. And then they will also do kind of their collector's line. But this year is a movie line. So uh, Transformers 4 is coming out this summer. And boy, are they just pushing out the product for Transformers 4 and on this. Uh, what is actually interesting about what they're doing this year is they have kind of making the decision to step back from a lot of the complex transformations that Transformers have gotten to over the last couple of years. Uh, their logic is that, well, back in when they were big in the early 80s, like you just basically had three steps to Transformer, Transformer, and now they're super complex and they think they've lost a lot of the kids. So all of their new movie stuff is deliberately made to have simple Transformers. So they've got things that are one-step transformations, which is basically you shake them and they transform. And those, I mean, they don't look all that great, but I think I like the idea that we actually are getting transformed for kids again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think any of them look really great. I mean, the big thing about the Transformers 4 ones are we've got Dinobots and we can actually can see what they're going to look like in the movies. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been a huge fan of the movie aesthetic, but I really kind of like the Dinobots that they are releasing here. They, um, are, they're not the traditional Dynamots and then they're, they've picked some really weird colors for them, which obviously they're not going to match what they are on the TV. Yeah. 
but I, I do kind of like the look of them. So I probably would be picking up some movie toys for the first time in years after hating the ones they've done for the last several years for the movies. I gotta say too, I don't even collect Transformers, but they're putting out a Grimlock that has a little bitty Optimus Prime riding on top of that. <laughs> yes. I may pick up that because it's like a childhood dream yeah. come true. Yeah. I, I just like that Hasbro, and, and I don't know how well it's working for them so far, but I think this idea of doing a kid oriented line, because they did it with Star Wars first. They, they went back to the simple five points of articulation and the, you know, for Star Wars, they've got, the single figures are five bucks. Two figures are ten bucks. And they look really, really good. They just don't have the articulation. And I think for kids, that's fine. Um, and I think it's an interesting idea to, to do that, to say, look, here's a nice affordable art alternative for the kids so that we don't have to charge kids ten dollars for a freaking generic clone trooper. Um, and, and I'm glad they're rolling it out to their other lines as well with the, with the Transformers line. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, yeah, and with the Marvel lines as well, but we'll get to that next. Right, and they're they're also doing. They've evidently had a lot of success with their Hero Mashers line from the Marvel figures, Those are fantastic. and now, yeah, and and they are moving into Transformers. So they they won't transform, but you can mix and match the robot parts, and they look great. I cannot wait to get my kids some of those. Yeah, that, I'd like to meet the guy that came up with that concept because those figures are we. Uh, Santa brought those for Little Troublemaker uh, for Christmas, and we played with those. The, all the Marvel ones, we played with those more than anything else. Yeah, the the only thing I mean, they, they make they have some weird decisions. They're, they're making this ginormous Grimlock. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't really know because I think this is the one that has the, the Optimus Prime that can ride on it. But I think the retail on that is almost ninety dollars uh, for that one. So and it's got all of the electronics in it and, and things that uh, will roar at you and things like that. I, I'm hoping that that does well for them um, because traditionally the, their large figures haven't done as well for them as they would like. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on to the more collector oriented side of things, um, they are also re-releasing a more figures in their masterpiece line, which are multi hundred dollar figures that, um, are just fantastic articulated. And they're actually doing a, a re-release of the masterpiece Grimlock, which I'm very excited about. Um, they did Soundwave last year and they put it in this fantastic packaging and they've been doing these masterpiece figures and Grimlock is one that came out a couple of years ago but it disappeared almost immediately and now they are re-releasing it and it is going to be available for me which I missed the first time around and uh, I've really been sold on these masterpiece figures they are yeah. just fantastic looking and uh, uh, just a good size and good play value and they're just so much fun to transform um, so I'm looking forward to that your mouth is they're very involved I've, I don't collect transformers anymore but I do have some of the masterpiece figures and let me just tell you if you try and make that noise the whole time you're transforming those things your mouth is going to hurt afterwards <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then um, the last thing is that for the collector-oriented line, which is their Generations line, uh, Hasbro has been doing something really neat over the last couple of months, and they're going to be continuing it uh, where they have been tying in with the comic series that IDW is currently doing, which is a fantastic series, by the way, and doing new years with pack-in comic and uh, they've been doing this big uh, long nine-part storyline that feeds the characters that they're releasing as toys so you 
uh, you could buy the toy and you read through the comic and your character will at least make an appearance there. And that, that's kind of a cool idea. And they're, they're giving the fans the figures that they want because people have been clamoring for these figures from the comic books and with the same aesthetics from the comic books for ages. And they have announced all sorts of uh, these figures that tie in with it, as well as some really uh, fantastic looking um, larger ones. They're doing a new jet fire in what is called their leader class, yes. which is a kind of a large class. Yes. And if you were a fan of Robotech back in the day, and uh, you may not re- remember or not, but uh, jet fire originally was a remold of the Macross figures or Robotech figures that they put in the Transformers and it's caused a lot of litigation over the years between Hasbro and the company that owns the rights to Robotech which is Harmony Gold and now they're just kind of saying well fuck you Harmony Gold here's Jetfire <laughs> and he looks amazing he's, he's, he's got all sorts of chrome on him uh, and he looks he just looks great yeah I'm, I'm pretty stoked so, about that Jetfire although I, the the two those are actually out of the masterpiece ones. Uh, the two that I really really want are Shockwave and Jetfire. Like yeah, I, I, I want yeah. masterpiece versions of those. Something terrible. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed one of these days. Who knows? But yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, Transformers. I don't want to go on too long, but uh, they look great. Um, hopefully, they keep it up, and uh, it's not just movie stuff out there. And they keep that up, then I'll be happy. Yeah, and that's that's a good. That's another thing Hasbro's pretty good about uh, is supporting supporting uh, movie uh, movie products products with uh, regular with, uh, other stuff. Regular other stuff. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, we've got a terrible yeah, echo. Terrible echo. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Did anybody come unplugged Did anybody or anything? Come unplugged or anything? I no, think I don't so. think that would do it. Oh wait, that seems is it gone. Yeah, it's gone. We're good, which is great. Um, I'll put a note in here so I know where to do that. Okay, and we're back in three, two, one, and uh, that was awesome. I'm I'm glad that Hasbro is continuing their support of you know not just the big movie licenses, but the things that go along with them, whether it be animated series or comic books or or whatever the case may be. They're they're pretty good at covering all aspects, at least mostly, which is something that we're going to get into right now. Uh, unless Josh, are you sticking around, or are you going to drop out of here? I can see around for a little okay, bit longer. Cool. Then uh, we're going to talk to Reverend Dan now about Marvel stuff and uh, how well Hasbro is supporting the comic book license on certain aspects of that. Reverend Dan, what do you have for us? Well, uh, I would like to talk about uh, the Marvel Hasbro stuff. And first of all, um, the, the movie licenses, that actually is one of my big problems with the Toy Fair announcements this year. I thought um, it I- might be. <laughs> And I don't hate it. Like, I think they did a good job with the figures they chose for the movies, but I think you're just robbing so many potential figures from the comic book universe. I thought the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Legends set looked fantastic. Uh, I thought that the Captain America and Spider-Man sets looked fantastic. But you're you're not getting so much because, uh, I think, of what they're putting out for the movies. My opinion on that. Well, what's interesting is... You know, with the Spider-Man and Captain America movie sets, they kind of blended a few comic book looks in with the movie looks. But with Guardians, it's all just movie looks. 
Well, according to Marvelous News, from who they've been talking to, Wave 2 of Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be that comic book Star-Lord that they showed at San Diego. They showed the sculpt for it. They've got it done. Okay. Um, a movie, or a comic book based Gamora, and then they're also saying that the third one is a comic book based Groot. And I don't know how that's going to work. Weird. If he's going to be released as a single figure, because we have Rocket already, we have Drax. Um, well, and that's I, I want to let Dan get back to it because that, that's what I, I wanted to hear was what? How do you feel about the need for the comic book based stuff? Because I mean, that's where the movies are coming from. I mean, I understand it. Uh, you know, coming from the, the wrestling business, you always want to appeal to the greatest common denominator, the person that's going to buy the most action figures. If you're a big company like Hasbro, it makes sense to cater towards the movie fans. But as, as the hardcore comic book fan, you know, I want to see those obscure characters and those those random characters that you're never going to think of in a million years. You know, I, I want to see Squirrel Girl. Right. I want to see the dumb, stupid characters like uh, Dupe. You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, I missed I missed the dupe that they did that came with the Deadpool. So I'm dying for. Oh, dupe. I got him. Yeah, I got him too. You guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. The uh, the Marvel um, the, the movie tie in looks great. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. The trailer I thought was awesome that came out. I guess last week. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited for that. Uh, that I'll definitely get every one of them. And especially to get the build a figure of Groot, I've uh, kind of pick and choose from the Spider Man and the Captain America one though. You know, my question for Hasbro too is where the hell is the Jubilee wave? That wave has a lot of people people want. I mean, it's got Radioactive Man. Uh, who else? I can't even remember who's all in that wave now. Um, but it was a lot of fan demanded characters, and they've shown the whole wave, and now it's just gone. Is that the one that had Madrix? Yep, it's got Madrix. Um, <laughs> God, I wish I could remember now. Oh, it's got uh, Batrock the Leaper. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't seen a new wave in a year, so I've given up on collecting that. I, I had like, given up until I found the Spider-Man and Cap figures, and I was like, oh, sweet, they're all here. I guess I'll keep buying these. Dan, you do the four-inch stuff primarily. Is that right? That's correct, and that's really what my report mainly is focusing on. I know you guys probably have have some other stuff for Marvel that you'd want to talk about in detail, but but my experience comes from the the three point seven five or the four inches, and been a lot of concern from the collectors of those lately because of the rebranding. And usually, I mean, not always, but at least in my experience, when you get a rebranding like that, it it may mean the end for your line. It may just be a last ditch effort for them to try to salvage it. Hope that's not the case. Um, there were a few new figures in the 3.75s. There was a lot of repaints. Um, some people were happy with it because they were better. You know, there were improvements on what had been done before, but, um, I, I just, I kind of wish there would have been more variety. Uh, we had, we had a Hyperion. That was cool. Uh, the ca- another Captain America. And it's like, okay, you got the Captain of movie, Captain America movie set, right? You've got, uh, 15 other versions of this figure. I have at least three that just have this same uh, body type and, and the similar sculpt. Right. Right. And so, you know, we don't really need another cap. 
especially when you got the movie coming out. That's a complaint. Uh, the wasp with the small wasp and the, the large wasp. That was a cool addition, you know, uh, at least doing a figure where you've got the size comparison and you can go back and forth. At the Marvel Now Hulk, I kind of thought that was uh, was pretty cool. Uh, you'd, you'd say that they maybe didn't need another Hulk figure, but certainly they did a good job at uh, at displaying that one. What did you think about that one? That was the armored up one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, actually I'm following. Actually. Hang on, we've got some echo again. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, I'm actually reading that comic. I'm, I'm loving the Marvel Now stuff right now. Uh, matter of fact, some of my favorite comics that I'm reading are Hulk and Iron Man and Daredevil. Like that, that stuff has been hugely successful in my opinion. And I want, uh, an armored up, you know, the time armor or whatever the, the whatever it is he's got while he's working for Shield, like that stuff looks awesome. I like the idea of Hulk in armor because it's absurd. Like that, yeah. It's like why, why would, why would he need armor? <laughs> right. But it, it actually makes sense. Yeah, the Mark Wade story that they've got going on, and I agree. A big fan of the Marvel Now stuff. I think um, my favorites have to be Thor. Is just killing it. Jason Aaron is just writing a whole new mythology with Thor. And, uh, Captain America, Rick Remender's, uh, doing that and Uncanny Avengers. And, and I've enjoyed both. I know a lot of people have, have hated on some of his creative choices recently in Uncanny Avengers. I love but, Uncanny uh, Avengers, but, uh, yeah, I, I, he lost me with Captain America starting off in the alternate dimension, just like it, it, it lost me. It was neat, but it wasn't what I was looking for from Captain America at the time. I agree, especially in the early goings. I know a lot of people say that if you have to make this argument, then you're you're probably wasting your time anyway. But I, I'd urge you to see it through. And, and once you get into the depth of the story, into the bread and butter, so to speak, it, it starts to hook you a little more emotionally. But but anyway, I'll back back to the action figure stuff. Um, I like the Grim Reaper. I thought that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Uh, another Iron Man, Heroic Age Iron Man. Uh, very similar to ones that they've already put out, so kind of a thumbs down on that one. Um, Death's Head. Now that's, oh, that's the one that's I want. Fucking unique, right? I mean, I thought that was cool. Um, Whirlwind was cool. Red, Red She-Hulk, and then you've got the the Thor with the the stupid goggles on his helmet. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Vader Ray Bill, which I believe is a repaint and another repaint of um, Yellow Jacket. And Captain Rod, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers in the, uh, where he was the leader of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and then we had, uh, the Wave 3 coming out. It's gonna have a Deathlock, which looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that awesome. One looks that, so much better than the Legends Deathlock I've got. I'd say that's the best one of, of the releases, of the one that I'm looking forward to the most. It'll probably be a must have. Um, the Ares was pretty cool too. I, I do have to say. So I'm not really that disappointed with the, the newer figures that we got in that line. I just, with him rebranding, I'm worried that it's on the way out. And when you get repaints and more just regular old Cap and Iron Man yeah. figures, you got to think the concern. Yeah. And that's understandable. Let me ask you, they, they released a Phoenix Force Cyclops figure, but they haven't done anybody else, have they? Did that figure even I saw come it in the out? Store. Because, okay. But it, I, I mean, that's, that's a figure that you have to have the other, what, four or five? five four. There are four other figures that you kind of have to have for that one to make sense. Although I guess he yeah, did end up in the end. He was the one dude. So, spoiler alert. 
Um, <laughs> they they did the Cyclops too in the six inch line, and he was the only one they. Oh, did. was he part of that Wolverine wave? Yeah, he's part of that Diamond exclusive okay, okay. wave. But yeah, it looked seemed like this year, like there was definitely cool stuff. But for the past two years, um, as a Marvel Legends collector, I have been jealous of the Marvel Universe releases, and this was the first year where I didn't feel like. Like, cause you know how you look at the thumbnails and you're like, shit, what scale is that? That figure looks awesome. Is it Legends or is it Universe? I don't know. And this was the first year where I wasn't constantly disappointed by all of them being Universe releases. Like it's. Yeah, I, I really hope it sticks around. Um, there's so many of those figures and, and like honestly, they could probably stand to go into like the playset arena with those types of figures because of yeah. their size and ability and all the accessories and just how many of them you can fit in one space. I think uh, it, it would be nice to see a Helicarry or, or uh, an X-Men base, you know, an Xavier yeah. School or a Avengers Tower or just any any number of things that you could really do with the Marvel or Universe. Or just those old school Danger Room sets like Toy Biz made where you'd buy you'd oh, buy like yeah. one yeah. room of the Danger Room and then you could connect them all together. Yeah. Those were brilliant. And see, I think sectional playsets are a great idea that I still don't understand why nobody's really pursuing them. You know, make it so you spend 15, 20 bucks for part of a playset. And, you know, unto itself, it's Xavier's study or a danger room or, you know, Hank Pym's lab or whatever. But then you can connect it to other stuff. Like, that seems like genius to me, but I'm not a toy maker, so who knows? Right. I, I think the the 3.75 figures would be a, a good experiment to try that on. But who knows? That, that That's really all I had. You know, I just I wanted to talk about those because they were my my particular area of interest when it comes to collecting. And I, I'm still slowly but surely amassing that collection. And I just appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, the thanks for coming night. on. You going to stick around or you want to plug and drop out? I'm gonna have to plug and drop out because I gotta go. Actually, I'll plug what I'm going to do. I'm going to record the Get Your Pulls yes. podcast where we record uh, weekly comic reviews and commentary and snarkiness and all sorts of fun over at youtube.com slash potty humor or facebook.com slash potty humor. You can go give us a like or follow me on Twitter at Dragons Rejects. And I hope you guys have an awesome Awesome. Thank one. you so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you later. In my pleasure. Have a good one. All right, and with that, uh, Reverend Dan ran down Marvel for us. Anybody got any last Marvel thoughts for Hasbro? The only thing that struck me, too, about Marvel, which was a weird choice, they chose Toy Fair to show who the Green Goblin is in yeah. Spider-Man 2, which is a weird announcement a weird place and, and to do it. And also a weird look for a Green Goblin. I mean, didn't they really learn their is. lesson after Paintball Goblin? That movie's got a lot of stuff. You know what though? Well, that's another podcast. Um, Let's talk Star Wars a little bit. Uh, Josh, you want to you want to do a little rundown on Star Wars? Sure, we'll do a little rundown, and we'll start off with the thing that brought me back to Star Wars collecting. I had pretty much given up on their uh, three and three quarter inch range after years of collecting it, but. 
They then came back with Star Wars Black 6-inch, and 6-inch is right in my wheelhouse, and I have been enjoying the first two waves so far. And they, oh my gosh, are you, you and Ryan and Jay, you bunch of size queens. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only yeah. one. It, it, I did the same thing where I kind of had given up for the most part, except for a few, like the, the, the bigger, bigger, um, ships like the AT-AT or whatever, but the six inch line, I'm all in. Uh, the, it's been great. And the announcements they've showed, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, probably the, the biggest thing is that they finally gave us a Darth Vader in the line. Which is going to have multiple heads and a removable helmet and looks really good, and a scaled Jabba the Hutt, which supposedly is going to have workable tongue in it, which is just amazing. I thought the speeder bike looked great too. That um, yeah, maybe one yeah. of the bigger ones that uh, comes with the stand, so you can pose it uh, a bunch of different ways. Now let me ask you guys though. All right, so the Jabba does look fantastic. I can't even dispute that. And just so you know where I'm coming from. Um, I picked up a few of the, the six inch black figures and they're outstanding. They're unbelievable. But I, my Star Wars collection has to have vehicles and I'm talking like X wings and, and, you know, Y wings and B wings and all that stuff. Like that's, I'm just, I need that. So I've got a huge collection of the smaller scale stuff, but I, I love the six inch black series. Jabba looks fantastic. However, Jabba's just Jabba. How do you guys feel about that? Well, but the problem is the rumor going around is that their San Diego exclusive this year is Java with Slacious Crumb and oh, possibly geez. something else. <laughs> well, then they might as well not even fucking do it because you cannot buy Hasbro SDCC exclusives. Nope. Yeah, that Boba Fett was so ridiculously expensive. I think it got to like over 200 bucks. The one with the, It's $250 uh, on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yes, that's crazy. For, for basically just for Han and Carbonite. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only difference. So, the, how much is that Java going to be? Five hundred bucks? Who knows? Well, what the base fit price for that Java and the speeder bike is forty, which is surprising to me. I was expecting yeah. sixty. I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent that that's especially the speeder bike. That's a, that's a deal. Yeah, I am totally agree with that. Java. I mean, again, for that Java, forty bucks is solid. But at the same thing, same time, that's. Uh, to me, that's not a complete Jabba. It just isn't. Yeah. How do you display them on the shelf? Right. You need something uh, else. Yeah. Yep. Another one that they showed as far as the new wave goes was they're going to put the Sand Trooper back out, but with the black – I don't. what do you call that thing? Pauldron. Pauldron, yeah. yeah. That gives me hope that you know we're seeing that the Sand Trooper sold out really fast. Um just because people are army building, and I imagine that's going to happen with the stormtrooper too. So it's good to see that they seem to at least be concentrating on knowing people are going to want a lot of these, so we're going to keep putting them out. Um, their waves have been interesting. I mean, you know, if you order a case of this next wave, you get an extra Han Solo, but it shows they're looking ahead because then Chewbacca, who they also announced, who looks amazing, is going to come out, and that's going to make way or demand for Han go up. So they seem to at least be thinking through their waves a little more than just throw another Iron Man in or whatever that Hasbro seems to do. It still would have been nice if it had been a stormtrooper, though. It would have. Yeah. It should have been. But. Do any of you guys know what happened with Boba Fett? Because I managed to get a Boba Fett from Amazon just because I collect Boba Fett. So I, any Boba Fett that comes out, I'll buy regardless of what scale it is. Um I managed to get one. I'd, I'd like to get another to open, but I, I haven't seen him at retail ever. 
I haven't seen him for less than 45 bucks on Amazon since I bought him because I bought him for standard retail and I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was to only be paying 20 bucks for him. What happened with that case assortment? Because you can find that ugly fucking Leia. I found Han and Greedo. Like the rest of that wave, I've had, I could buy anytime I wanted. It's just the Boba Fett factor, I think. Yeah. Is that all it is? It's just everybody except for Darth Pete loves Boba Fett. The cases on Star Wars Black are even packed cases. They're not short packing anybody. That's what I thought. And so it's just, you know, you can get Monkey Face Leia. Um, Greedo, who I think Greedo, Greedo looks great, but he his, phenomenal. you know, people, he isn't as recognizable. Um, right. he's, he's, he looks phenomenal, but he's still Greedo. Yeah. And I guess, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's been a lot of postings. Apparently the, what is that? Uh, Toys R Us in, um, Times Square in New York has over 200 Leia's and Greedo's <laughs> and that's it. It's just shelves of them. And wow. so I, that's how it's everywhere though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll go to Target or Toys R Us and they have, uh, usually I'd say between four and six Leia's, um, three or four Greedos and usually a Han sitting there. Yeah. And that yes. Boba Fett is just a hell of a figure. I yeah. mean, even if I don't even really like Boba Fett, but it is an amazing figure. Yeah, it was definitely the night, the nicest one of that wave. And I, I've seen the same where I, you know, every other figure I've seen sitting there. Um, but I have, have not seen him at retail and I was lucky enough to get him on Amazon when I ordered the, uh, the, the whole wave together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right before it came out. Yeah. So, I got him on at retail, but I, it's the only one I ever saw. Yeah. I, I have yet to see one in the store and I spend way too much time in the toy aisle in, in brick and mortar stores. Um, so we had from the Star Wars Black, uh, oh, didn't they show Jedi Luke or was it Dagobah? Yes. Luke? You get Jedi Luke and he has, he comes with, I can't figure out, and I didn't see a picture of him, but apparently he has two chests. Yeah. Or, <laughs> oh, nice. I don't know how that works, but you get him with the open collar or the closed collar. Well, it's probably just a flat piece that you pop on and off. Yeah. And then who else? The clone trooper got mm-hmm. announced, which, you know, it's clone trooper. It's a good design. And then that Anakin that keeps getting bumped around from wave to wave. I think he finally has a home in wave three. I think so. So they've got a pretty, would you guys say, pretty successful at maintaining the interest level in the Black Series? I would say so. Um, they've kept my interest up, and I wasn't sure after that first wave, because I think the first wave was kind of questionable in their choices. Yeah. I think they, they finally have realized that maybe we should give the people what they want. Well, honestly, I think it's a mistake to make pilots at all. I mean, I, I you know, maybe further down the line, once you actually start running out of original characters. But I, I, again, this goes back to my desire for vehicles. Why are you making pilots for vehicles sure? that'll never happen? I think it's the, it depends on who the pilot is. I mean, that Luke in the orange jumpsuit's kind of a iconic Luke from A New Hope. But, now, but when, not, not so much so as, as Jedi Luke or Dagobah Luke or, or yeah. even, I mean, granted, I don't think as many people would want farm boy Luke as would want the other two, but just, you know, he's a pilot. Yeah. And you've used all your tooling to make, I mean, granted, they can make lots more pilots now, I guess, if they want to. Yeah, I'm sure we'll Maybe see that's the advantage and wedge. Of that. Yeah. Uh, now, so the six inch line is is you know you guys feels pretty solid announcements. Uh, they're continuing on with the three and three quarter inch line, which to me, like I'm still collecting that, but I haven't bought anything, and I don't know how long because one, you can't find anything but the first wave at retail, mm-hmm. uh, and two, their assortments have have just been like we're going to put out six clone troopers and one really desirable figure that you'll never find and luke yeah 
Well, I don't know. I mean, as far as what they have shown from the upcoming waves, like the Dagobah Luke that they've got coming out looks pretty fantastic. If he can actually do the things he's they're saying that he can do, right. like if he actually can balance on his hand like that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculous if they actually pull that off. Which I mean, Hasbro. Uh, they have a tendency to, if they know something's going to work, they will announce it. And if they're not sure, it ends up being kind of a surprise with the figure. Um, they, they've been pretty good about that stuff in the past. Like that one Darth Vader that had the electrical detailing and you could see the skeleton underneath. You kind of didn't know the full effect of that until you had the figure. Like they hadn't really raved about it a whole lot because I think they weren't sure how it was going to end up once they actually produced it. They, they, they've been pretty good about like, if they, if they talk about something, it's going to happen. Uh, did I, I'm trying to think, did we get any new small scale vehicle announcements that's, this year? That's what I was just looking up and I cannot find a single one. Yeah. Well, Cause not- last year they had big stuff with, uh, Boba Fett's, uh, slave one on Amazon. There was the Amazon exclusive, which, which was just a repaint of the Django Fett slave one, but was, is a fantastic vehicle. Yeah, I, I don't think they they did any like with the the black line because they have the rebels line and they have vehicles for that. Well, they've got the rebels line, and then they've also got uh, to go the the newer low price point vehicles that are the smaller scale, which are actually really neat little vehicles. I, again, I'm a Boba Fett guy or a Fett guy. I picked up the Slave One that they did, the little twenty dollar price point Slave One, and it's a really fun toy. It's not a collector's toy. But it's really fun. So I'm I'm kind of okay if maybe Hasbro takes a break from doing stuff like that really nice big X wing that they did. Um, you know, if if they keep that stuff more occasional and special, that's fine with me. And and speaking of the Rebel stuff, that stuff looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's really done a lot to make me actually get excited for the show. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. using all the Macquarie kind of concepts just really excites me for some reason. Well, yeah. it's it's because they're so interesting and. And they're so that I think that's why the Macquarie figures did well is they're so easily identifiable as Star Wars, but they're not the same old shit that we've been seeing for the past you know thirty years. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And uh, yeah, they look great. And I mean, they're the five part articulation that seems to be what they're doing on those. But uh, with some of the the vehicles, and if it turns out to be a good show, I I may buy a little bit here and there on that line. <laughs> Well, it's like I said, when I first learned of the more basic, uh, figures, I, I, I thought, well, I have no interest in those whatsoever. They're, they're, you know, I, I, again, going back to the whole reaction thing, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't like Kenner's Star Wars figures. I mean, I, I loved them until G.I. Joe came out, until stuff with better articulation and sculpting and paint came out. And then I was kind of like, oh, these are, you know, I still love Star Wars, but these are kind of shitty. Um, and I thought it would be more of the same. But the the thing is, these figures actually look really, really good. They just only have five points of articulation. Right. They're, I mean, they're still amazingly well-done figures. They, they've got slightly simpler paint jobs, but it's done in a way where it feels like a simplified figure rather than a cheap paint job. And, uh, yeah, the Rebel stuff all look fantastic. As a matter of fact, to go, to go uh, you guys are going to get sick of hearing me talk about Boba Fett, but that Boba Fett looks fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. outstanding. <laughs> So yeah, Star Wars, you know, Hasbro is never going to let Star Wars die. They're always going to have exciting stuff to talk about, uh, with Star Wars, especially with the Disney factor now. Um, there, there's just no way around Disney, you know, they, they understand what they have to do with that brand and, and that they have to keep it going. 
Yeah, and with the movies coming out, I mean, there's going to be so much more stuff soon. Yeah. Uh, a brand that Hasbro – did anybody have any any final Star Wars thoughts? All the Legos look great. I'm sure yeah. we'll own them all soon. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Legos. Ugh. This is happening now in our house. Oh, get ready. <laughs> I, I spent another $200 today on Star Wars Legos. Ugh, yeah, I, I just had I had to work a deal, and we have new Marvel Legos now, so – that's a whole Yeah, my episode. daughter's real into it. We watched the Lego movie uh this afternoon and she played with Legos the entire time. She's she's all in right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so are my boys. It's it's everywhere now. And and what I made this point a few weeks ago. Uh what's so shitty is that Lego has all these licenses that fools kids that would not normally be into Legos into thinking that they need Legos. Like that's that's what they're doing with these licenses. They they you know I when I was a kid I had like two Lego sets because it just wasn't my thing. I, I just wasn't that into building things out of my own brain. Uh, but now you build the Helicarrier or you build the Daily Bugle or the Daily Planet or any of the news industries from comic books or whatever. But it's <laughs> it's uh it's this thing where. The kids see Spider-Man's face on it, and they're like, oh, well, I need that, too. Well, no, you've already got all these Spider-Man figures, and, you know, you've got the, the Mini-Mates or the Imaginax or the, you know, the four-inch scale Marvel figures or whatever. Yeah, but the, the Legos, look at those. And Lego has been so ingenious about the way they integrate things because when you go into, uh, whether it's the animated Lego Marvel movie or the Lego Marvel video game or you go and buy the box of Legos, like actual for real Legos, everything looks the same. The Daily Planet looks the same, or the Daily Bugle looks the same in all three of those forms. Mm -hmm. um, the Helicarrier, Nick Fury's car, all of that stuff looks exactly the same across all of the Lego Marvel media. And that is genius. I, yep. I, I gotta give Lego well, props for that. And the Lego movie just pulled them all together. So now yes. it is totally okay to play Batman and Gandalf together and right. mix right. them and match them. Bastard geniuses. God. Well, that pretty much wraps up our, our Star Wars slash Lego talk. Uh, Josh, I understand you've got to run. You want to drop a plug and uh, get on out of here? Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, if, again, if you want to check out any of our stuff on Doctor Who uh, spinoff media, Status Not on TV, you can check us out at the oncoming storm.lipson.com or you can just search for the oncoming storm on facebook and uh, find our page there uh, thanks guys it's been a pleasure it's been a lot of fun talking toys and uh, i'll see you in the toy house thanks so much man we'll see you later later all right it's down to the final three uh i want to touch on gi joe real quick because uh, you know hasbro very good at handling some licenses not so much with others uh, gi joe you know that's still one of my key things and they just haven't given me a whole lot to be excited about over the past few years. And this is the 50th anniversary of the G.I. Joe brand. Uh, you know, obviously not of Real American Hero, but the first 12-inch G.I. Joe dolls came out in 1964. And I really didn't know that Hasbro would do anything. Or if they did, I didn't know there would be anything I'd be interested in because I, I really am not interested in buying, like, generic army guy with beard. Right. <laughs> but uh, d despite my enthusiasm for beards. Uh, but they're actually launching uh, a special 50th anniversary line this fall 
uh, Toys R Us exclusive, which is interesting. But when you think back, that's how Hasbro relaunched a real American hero in the first place. Uh, back in the late nineties, uh, mm-hmm. they, they put out that one five pack that had the Iwo Jima looking play set. That was Toys mm-hmm. R Us exclusive. And then from there, they went into doing those three packs that were just the old tooling with new paint jobs, uh, which I've got tons and tons of those and I loved them. So it kind of makes sense. You know, with, with G.I. Joe has been struggling for the past few years. I think a lot of it is the decision to tie in too heavily to the movies because the mm-hmm. stuff based on the comics and the old cartoon and the old toy line did just fine for 10 years. And then when they started tying the movie stuff in too heavily is when those lines really started to falter. Well, do you think the retailers got thrown off too oh, yeah. when the second movie went all crazy and the toys were out and the movie wasn't out and you would see them just warming the pegs. Yeah. And well, and that's, that was the problem is, is re- retailers are actually a huge part of the problem. Um, hang on. I'm going to report. Uh, gotcha. That one, yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was a Spanish movie. Sweet. So, so like whenever they held up a sign or did anything one in three, two, one, so yeah, the G.I. Joe, uh, real American hero, or I guess three and three quarter inch figures are returning to Toys R Us as exclusives, which, which I think is good. It's going to make it a little bit more focused. They're not going to have to worry about pleasing all of the different retailers, which I think is what's killed this line because, you know, Walmart is essentially killing toy lines because if you don't make it in Walmart, you don't make it. Uh, unless you move to some sort of online, you know, distribution or something like that. Uh, and if you've looked at a Walmart lately, you know, they've got about 12 feet of male action figures and that's it. So yeah. if you don't have a movie tie in, you're not going to make it. Which is odd because Target seems to have expanded yes, again. Target, Target now has, it's a full yes, two they aisles. They had gone down. Yeah, it went from the one well, to the two. Well, they had gone down from one and a half where they had one aisle that was all the Marvel and Star Wars and DC and everything, and then like half an aisle that was like Toy Story and Japanese crap. But now they've got two full aisles again, and it's mainly because of Ninja Turtles. Because mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles yeah. was an entirely new entity that couldn't, like it wasn't taking the place of anything. It was a new massive line. And I'll tell you, I'm going to give Ninja Turtles a lot of credit for for revitalizing the toy aisle over the last year. Mm-hmm. It's a great line that doesn't get a lot of attention. It's done really well. The prices are The prices aren't bad. are great. Um, it is done. It, it's basically like a classier version version of the original line because the originals had, uh, you know, the paint on them was terrible. They were they weren't detailed at all. There mm-hmm. there would be entire pieces that were just you know molded into the figure paint wise. They weren't detailed at all. Uh, these are actually a little bit better. They're, they're a step above those. The plastics are much nicer. Uh, we're, you know, we're collecting them all and, and it's a fantastic line and they're doing a really good job with interpreting what shows up in the cartoon. The scale is of course a problem as it has always been, but, uh, you know, they look good. It's a good line. They had a good presentation at Toy Fair, but we're not going to talk about it here. Uh, it was good and that's enough. Uh, but back to GI Joe, they've got figures and vehicles coming out and the figures are all based on a real American hero. Uh, they've got a good leather neck coming out finally. Um, they've got a new Baroness, a new Destro. It's almost like they're revisiting there's these figures that they revisit over and over and over again, whether it's the hall of fame or hall of heroes line that they did. That was the kind of higher end, uh, tons of accessories, nice sculpt line. Uh, and, 
you know, on the one hand, I don't need so many versions of Snake Eyes and the Baroness and Destro. But on the other hand, if they do have legitimate improvements to make to the figures, because the Destro that I've got right now, he isn't great. If they've got a better one coming down mm-hmm. the pike, you know, I'll get him. But I, I'm excited to see these. I'm, I, like I said, I'm very glad they're focusing on one retailer. And we're getting vehicles. Uh, they're doing the, the Vamp and the Vamp Mark II and an old recon set that comes with a rubber raft. Uh, they've, they've got some cool little things coming out. So I'm, I'm glad they're maintaining it at some sort of level, even if it's not the big 50th anniversary that I would like. At the same time, it's not the 50th anniversary of Real American Heroes. So, you know, at least they're doing something. They're working something in there. They showed a lot of good Creo GI. That stuff blew too. my mind. That Terror Dome is really and, looking good. Dude, like, I almost shit my pants when I saw that because I just saw a thumbnail and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! Are they making a new?" Oh, it's their ripoff Lego stuff. Yeah, I wish it was in. It was Lego, and I don't really know how much Lego will interact with Creo. It does. I mean, it might yeah, work. It's, but it's totally interactive. Does with it? it? But I, I bought the Creo Enterprise that they did because I found it for like fifteen bucks, and I thought, "Oh, that'll be fun to put together." And I mean. You know, the figures are shit. I don't like them at all. Uh, the Enterprise itself is pretty neat, but it's just not as... It's not Lego, man. All all the knockoffs of Mega Blocks and Creo and Super Blocks and Deluxo Blocks and whatever else they've done. It's just, when you get that stuff, you know, they may have a license you like, but it just isn't Lego. It's not the same. Yeah. You can't cut your feet on them. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to move on to, to I think, all... One of all three of our favorites as far as being impressive at Toy Fair, and that's National Entertainment Collectibles America, I think is what it stands for, because I'm trying to avoid, yes. I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying the, the shorter version, because we still to this day have no idea how to pronounce it properly. Uh, but they had some great stuff, man. I, I was really excited about them. Uh, Jay, do you want to talk about <laughs> a little bit? Sure, sure. I, I pick up. I just recently I've started picking up a lot of the Predator and Aliens figures, and so they had some really nice uh, Aliens uh, figures that they showed uh, with the original space suit, uh, space suit with the uh, face hugger melting through or cutting through, um, and then some of the Predators they showed were, were really nice. Um, so I'm definitely excited for some of the. Well, it's cool that stuff. they're continuing to revisit. Uh, the Kenner stuff because they've got a couple new uh, versions of of the old Kenner line. They've got the video game Predator, uh, the blue one that's coming out to go along with RoboCop and uh, Freddy and Jason that they did. And then they've also are starting to do direct, which they did it with the Alien stuff, but they're starting to do Predators from the Dark Horse comic books. But the big deal, I don't know if you guys saw this, they're doing the uh, Blade ship. They're doing a vehicle. I that is going to be made. I couldn't that, tell if that was just a hey, look what we've got, kind of like they did with the Mattel did with the Battle Ram, or out. if they were like that. That is wow. a, a product that they are. I mean, it's it's done. What you saw. That's one thing is really good about uh, what you see at Toy Fair is typically what you get, and that Blade Fighter is done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out in August, and it's beautiful. And what's funny is if you picked up the Wasp. Uh, Predator that recently came out. Um, that's the one, not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant Predator. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe it's sexually perverse, but uh, it mentions the Blade Fighter in the biography. So that was a little teaser. 
that they might be looking nice. at doing the Blade Fighter. Well, and their big announcement that they finally worked out likeness rights That's with Sigourney crazy. Weaver. Because that alien line was never going to be complete yeah, without Ripley. And they're doing and now three of them. got it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know for sure which versions we're getting. I think it's safe to say we'll get uh, one from Alien and just the, the jumpsuit. Uh, obviously, we'll be getting one from Aliens with where she's loaded down because they also showed us the power loader. Holy shit. God, that yeah. thing is nice. And yeah, that looks impressive. I'm wondering what the price is. I would point expect it to be around be. 80 bucks because it's going to be part. This is, this is one of the most ingenious things I've seen because for years I have been saying that companies that do different scales of figures should take advantage of that. Uh, a good example is the Ninja Turtles line where you've got your five inch scale turtles and in the cartoon they have, uh, General Trag, for instance, is huge. Uh, and, and they, they have two different scales of figures. They need to just make general drag in the larger scale to play with the smaller scale. Just do that. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And that's what Nika is doing with this. They're doing an alien queen and the power loader. And it's technically part of their large scale figure series, but they're made to go with the smaller scale figures. So the skew to retailers will appear to be part of the large scale figure series. Yes. It's Smart. ingenious. Nice. And that way, yeah. It'll, right. It'll exactly. In, so so, we're, so you're going to have an alien queen that's going to be 18 inches tall, and you're going to have the power loader to fight her with. Now, I'm hoping just, you know, and this is only for completionist's right. sake, that we get a Ripley and, in her and, white underwear. Only because need, we need it for the need, movies. You sure, need Ripley sure. with the little tiny panties that look like, that looks like an uh-huh. army of spiders is trying to escape from the sides. <laughs> Because if you've seen yeah. the HD version of Alien, you know that apparently bikini waxing was not a thing in 1979. Um, and and if anybody can do it, the company that brought you a penis action figure as a Toys R Us exclusive. Yep. <laughs> still, yes. still on shelves at Toys R Us. I, I saw one uh, a week ago. Still yep. with the uh, sticker right in the spot. Oh, okay. Put Thank the sticker right on over it. Um, so yeah, the alien and predator lines are both continuing on. And again, they're, they're really good with kind of staggering them out and making exciting releases and drawing from different portions of, of their, their franchises. Uh, and, and what's really great, I love that they've got the Dallas, uh, figure that's just Dallas in his spacesuit. And then, uh, oh, what is his name the, with the face hugger melted in that you mentioned? I can't remember the officer's name. Um, but that, I mean, the, the faceplate with the facehugger melted into it looks absolutely tremendous. It's ridiculous. Um, but then they've also got the new Planet of the Apes figures coming out, which I don't know how much I really need monkey figures, whether they're from the classic ones or from the new, which I recently saw rise and it's fucking spectacular. If you guys haven't seen it, oh, it's yeah. amazing. I was really impressed. I wasn't expecting much. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, Planet of the Apes is a powerful license. I'm, I'm glad they got it. Uh, they've got their retro cloth figures are continuing on. They've got Evil Ash. They've got an Iron Maiden figure, uh, a new Jason Jason Voorhees figures coming out. Uh, Pacific Rim continues on, and they are continuing to improve that line because, and I, I only recently found this out, the reason the initial waves of Pacific Rim figures were a little subpar compared to what they usually do 
is because originally they were trying to get Walmart and Target interested in carrying them, and they had to reduce – they had to give something that would have a reduced price point. That's why the articulation mm. isn't quite up to the snuff of their regular releases, um, which I found those figures to be pretty awesome. But I understand what people are talking about with the kaiju, where where the that first knife head kaiju was pretty crap. Um, very limited articulation. Yeah. The sculpt and the paint were fine, but but they've got better ones coming out as well as the large scale versions. Uh, and then another thing, we've got some more uh, video game. Uh, lines yes. too with Portal Two, uh, you know they uh, they got the two robots and then um, a couple other ones. I think Bioshock. Yeah, Infinite, yeah, they're continuing maybe. that line. Uh, which, I mean, that's really that's probably their bread and butter. I don't buy video game toys, uh, or at least not modern video games because I barely play any. Uh, well, well, yeah, Arkham which Origins. which speaking of which, they are putting out a large scale Arkham Origins Batman. I am looking at that thing right yeah, now. It's it crazy. is amazing. I don't remember all the black in the video game, <laughs> well, but it's it's funny it how looks once good. the toys come out, I mean, you really get all the detailing because in the game it's you know it's dark and murky, and even when you go and look at the character trophies, you still don't quite catch all the detail. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Arkham figures in our next segment. Um. But yeah, uh, again, like everybody else, it didn't seem like anything particularly explosive came out of Naka's presentation. I mean, Sigourney Weaver was certainly a big deal. Oh, you know what? I forgot Godzilla. Oh, yeah. That actually is a oh, massive yeah. deal because I want I want articulated Godzilla toys very badly, but I don't have ninety dollars to spend on six inch figures from Monster Arts, uh, which is the Godzilla line that Bandai does. Uh, so now Naka is going to be making them. And that means we're going to have Pacific Rim and Godzilla toys in the same scale. So that that's nice. exciting. And they have classic Godzilla and the new movie. They have the license to do figures from both. So I'm really excited about that. And they have already announced that they're doing uh, – well, I've already pre-ordered it. Uh, they're doing a large-scale Godzilla from the movie, and I'm sure a classic Godzilla will follow. Well, and if it's anything, if it's going to be movie accurate, that's going to be a giant toy if yeah, that and poster got, is correct. Big fat pudding legs. And I like them because otherwise you'd <laughs> fall over. So yeah, Naka had some cool stuff. Uh, it's, it's always exciting to see what they put out there. And the thing is, uh, much like Mattel, or Maddie anyway, uh, they do tend to save stuff for Comic-Con. So, you know, what we've seen here is just a little taste. I'm very excited to see what we're going to see in July. Uh, next up, I want to talk about DC Collectibles a little bit, which if, if Funko gave us kind of the biggest announcement of Toy Fair, I think DC Collectibles had the most impressive display because they really showed out some good stuff. And it's interesting because you'd think they'd be a little more Comic-Con oriented too. But they had some new Arkham stuff. They had uh, a new range of artist-specific figures, which I didn't think I would be interested in until I saw that giant Batman armor robot thing. Yeah. Thrasher oh. suit Batman. Yes. That looks outstanding. Uh, the ugliest Catwoman figure I've ever seen in my life. Which is, I think, based on uh, Guillaume March, maybe? Or is it Capolo? Uh, it's the one with the removable goggles, and her face is just hideous underneath those goggles. 
mm-hmm. um, might be Capullo because it looks like most of these are based on Greg Capullo. But I like yeah. the idea because DC, DC Direct and DC Collectibles, uh, part of their gimmick has always been uh, recreating specific artists' interpretations of things from the Frank Miller uh, Dark Knight Returns to the Tim Sale Long Halloween figures. They've They've always been really big on capturing specific artist styles. So I think it's neat that they're launching uh, a, a separate line that kind of encapsulates that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I know ahead. everyone in my house is excited about the little Gotham line coming out too. That's a, a popular comic here in the house and yeah, yeah. for them to be able to get figures from them. And they look great and they're smaller. They're only 11 bucks. We'll definitely be getting all those. And that Harley Quinn is just about the cutest little thing I've ever seen. It is. Comes with a little doll. Yeah, and and the hyenas. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Uh, and then they also showed Clayface in full, the Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City Clayface. Now, did we know before that the heads are interchangeable? Right, he comes with like a little Joker. I believe head they that- announced that it was going to have interchangeable heads, but I don't think we knew it was going to be a half Joker head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's uh, the paint app on this thing is amazing. The ice is translucent, mm-hmm. uh, which if you've played the game, you know, you throw the ice bombs, uh, at him and all the ice particles on his shoulder and his back are actually translucent and blend down into the brown. And he comes with a big giant, uh, axe arm that's interchangeable, which I didn't know that was coming either. Uh, what else do they have? Oh, and then their big announcement, of course, was the animated line. Yes. The, I mean, that was the one that really blew me away. Uh, they're starting off with Batman, Catwoman, Mr. Freeze, and Scarecrow? Um, but the Bat... Two-Face. A Two-Face. But the, the big question about these, and kind of why I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to order them, is that Catwoman is from 92, is from Batman Animated Series. I have the explanation for that. But the Batman is 97 here's, New Batman. And they why. said they're going to mix them and, right. you know, put out characters from both. So I'm kind of hesitant to order this Batman knowing that the 92 Batman, I assume, is so going to come out shortly. I want both. I'm down with both. Here's my – well, here's here's the deal is uh, Bruce Tim is essentially running the line. He's picking which versions, I guess him and Paul Dini collaborative, collaboratively maybe, are deciding which versions are coming out, uh, which is why we're getting the good Catwoman instead of the creepy green face Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I would assume we will eventually get the original Batman from Batman the Animated Series, but what I'd really like out of this line is a full DC animated line where they go right up through Justice League. Releasing, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, some of this, the styles of the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited uh, figures in the same style. Yeah, I, and I'll yeah. tell you right I, now, if they do that, I'll, I'll get rid of my Mattel stuff because a big inspiration for me buying a lot of the Mattel figures I got was the Justice League cartoon more so than yep. than anything from the comics because I, I've I DC my DC stuff is very focused. I've never been a Justice League guy. Um, it was always pretty much, well, Batman. I'll read Batman. So a lot of those characters I mainly know from Justice League. So if I can get a JLU question, I don't need a Mattel question. 
especially if they're going to look as good as this Batman and Catwoman do. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped we're going to get a six-inch Arrow, too. Arrow and Destro. Yeah, those look fantastic. They showed those at Comic-Con, and, and I – like, at the time, I still – I don't know if I was just not 100% into my Arrow fandom like I am now, or, or maybe the show hadn't gone as wacky as it has now, as far as like, look, we're bringing in Suicide Squad and, and you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, now I kind of want those figures, man. Well, and especially, I mean, I've been collecting all the Arkham video game figures, and they just keep getting better and better. I mean, the articulation and the sturdiness, because the sturdiness was always the issue with the DC Direct stuff for me, because, you know, let alone if they fall off the shelf, you know, I would come home and find a Catwoman with her arm sitting next to her. I mean, they're just ridiculously fragile figures, but now I haven't had an issue with any of the Arkham figures. Uh, and, and they're really doing a great job with likenesses and, well, likenesses and paint are no big deal because they're getting those directly from, uh, the in-game models. If you go and look at the trophies in the game, uh, often they're posed just like the figures are. I mean, they're really taking these things directly from the games. But uh, I, I, I've got high hopes for DC collectibles and where they're headed. Yeah, it's amazing how much they've come around in the past five or six years. Well, really, even the past two is, is when they've made their just leaps and bounds. Uh, I, I think they've just figured out a lot of things and they know who they're – their collectors are and the thing i always want to put out uh point out is anybody listening to this you know you look at the dc collectibles figures and if you think to yourself 25 bucks for a figure is a lot you're right but if you have a pull service at your local comic book shop chances are you get a discount on toys and if you don't ask about it um you know i'm getting these things cheaper than i'm paying for my masters of the universe figures uh, actually the last couple I picked up, cause the prices do range from release to release. Um, you know, technically if you've got a decent discount through your local comic book shop, you can pick these up for less than the new Marvel legends at retail. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of, of what you want and, and which toy company is satisfying you the most. And, I, and I'll tell you, if DCC keeps it up, they're going to get a lot of my money and they're same scale as, uh, NACA's releases. Yep. yep. So you can have uh, Arrow fighting a predator. And who wouldn't want that? That will probably happen on next season of Arrow. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Well, last but not least, I want to mention a couple of things from Diamond. Uh, they didn't have the biggest year this year. Last year, I felt like they made a huge impact this year. They were really focused on some new Minimates licenses. Uh, of course, they're continuing on with Marvel and the Marvel movies. We're going to have Winter Soldier and Spider-Man Minimates. Uh, we're going to have Marvel Select figures of from Captain America and from Spider-Man. Uh, but they are also doing Sin City figures as part of their uh, Diamond Select releases. And they look pretty amazing. I don't know if you guys remember the Mezco figures that came out when the first Sin City movie happened. Uh, they were okay. They, they weren't very articulated. Uh, the likenesses were okay. But these Diamond ones look like they're a big step up in both departments. I'm very interested to see them in person. Uh, they also have done a deal with Kevin Smith. I don't know if they've released a whole lot of his stuff previously, but they have uh, new mini-mates coming from Clerks, Clerks 2, Jay Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, they've got retro cloth figures of Jay and Silent Bob and of Bluntman and Chronic 
which I'm sure, you know, lots of our listeners will enjoy that sort of thing. Uh, but the Minimates continue on strong, and I was happy to see. I don't know if you guys really paid much attention to the Battle Beasts that they did. I saw them. I didn't pick any up. Though. I picked them up out of yeah. I didn't just out of curiosity. I, I, I didn't pick them up either. Sorry. Just uh, just out of curiosity, I picked them up, and they're they're fun toys. Uh, they're they're great, and they're you know if you super glue the parts on, they're really solid little line, and I'm glad to see they're continuing them because I hadn't heard anything about them in a while. But uh, they do have new waves coming out in 2014, and I'm very excited to see a giraffe and a cow. I mean, I don't know who doesn't <laughs> want to make a giraffe and a cow fight. I do. I think that's awesome. But uh, another thing I want to mention real quick about Diamond, if you go through previews every month and you see all those fancy pants busts like Skeletor or Red Skull and you're like, man, that's really neat, but I don't have $275 to spend on a bust, uh, Diamond has been making these banks uh, these vinyl bust banks and they're amazing from a distance. You can't even tell that they're not fine quality busts. I bought a creature from the black lagoon one and the paint and sculpting on it are absolutely amazing. So if you want something that kind of just looks classier, you know, if you need something for your office or just to sit on the desk at work, that's not, you know, easily recognizable as a toy, these bust banks that Diamond is doing are just fantastic. You can keep an eye out. They've got some Star Wars ones coming out. Uh, they've got more Universal Monsters coming out. Just a, a really interesting concept they've done that, you know, you can go and buy cheapo Batman busts at Toys R Us or banks at Toys R Us, but these things are, are really works of art. I'm impressed with the effort they've put into them. All right, so it's time to wrap it up. Ooh, I got one. Oh, I got oh one what have you got? Let's do it. Did you see the four horsemen line of like knights and like beasts and all this stuff that they unveiled? No, no idea what you're talking about. I, I, I didn't even, I can't even remember seeing anything from them. And they, I, I'm sure they had new power lords and stuff, right? Let's see. It's called Mythic Legions. So it's a line that has a whole lot of different stuff. Um, they have like, Weird Viking looking guys, straight up just old knights, beasts, all sorts of different stuff. But when they announced them, they said, okay, these are going to be in four inch. And what they showed were four inch scale figures. But in an interview, they said, if these are popular and do well, we will look into doing them in a six inch line. Um, and what it seems is that they would be compatible with Masters of the Universe. Um, that would be nice. And one of the things that people got excited about is one of the figures that they have announced are skeleton knights that look a whole lot like Skeletor's oh, really? army guys. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to get these out into um, six-inch lines. I mean there's tons of them. I'm trying to find oh. some good pictures of them. But it kind of went the, under the radar. The horsemen interest me because they – they have so many fantastic ideas and just don't have a good outlet for them because I bought um, – I've got several of their Outer Space Men figures, and they're fantastic. They're some of my favorite toys I've bought in the last decade, but 
the distribution on them is rough because they sell them themselves. They just go through their Four Horsemen website. Uh, the prices have gone up in the last couple of years. I haven't bought any of the last few waves because the, it's just gotten to the point where it's it's just too much for me to justify for four-inch scale figures. And I'm not into that whole Glios thing. Right. That that uh, I get it, and it's neat, but good Lord, how many things can I collect? Uh I I love the Horsemen and and I like it when they have a good outlet for their creativity, but it seems like it's challenging for them to maintain any of their lines. Like it seems like they're lines that you can get really excited about, and then what happens with them? Like Power Lords, I'm wondering how long is this really going to go? It's yeah. one of those things where I didn't want to get invested at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do well. They, you know, keep pumping them out, but we will see. But yeah, I mean, it's a great looking line. I would love to see it in six inch. Well, if that's, uh, if that's it, one little mention of four horsemen, which like I said, keep plugging away, guys. You're awesome. Uh, but I want to go back and get you guys. I've, I've already kind of made my opinions known about who did what. I, I think Funko, made the biggest impact, but I honestly think DC collectibles had the most impressive range. I spent more time looking at DC collectibles stuff than I did anybody else's. Uh, what do you guys think? How, how did it work for you guys? Yeah, I'm the same way. Funko had the bigger splash announcement, but DC collectibles really had the most to show. Yeah, I thought Funko was the best. I guess they had the stuff I was most excited about. Uh, Mattel, obviously, we talked about it. They were just terrible. Um, some of the NECA stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, but I think on a whole, the Funko uh, was the winner for me. Yeah, it's interesting about Mattel because I, I, not caring about Princess of Power, they really didn't have anything for me because the DC is essentially done. I mean, the Total Heroes are neat. But they, they, and they showed a lot of new ones, uh, of those. They've got Deathstroke coming out. They've got a lot of new figures coming out, and that's cool, but those aren't for me. Those are for my son. Uh, the four inch multiverse figures, I, I don't care about at all. Uh, Mattel just, they're, they're losing, losing my interest a little bit, which is okay, because there are other companies out there that I'll be more than happy to hand my money over to. It's just a shame that, you know, DC Comics, such a, a strong and viable license and source of properties, they just can't seem to get their shit together and, and put together good lines. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't see this multiverse doing a whole lot better than the last four-inch line they tried. Yeah, I see them on the pegs all the time. And I think the, the next big story is going to be where does Maddie go now? Because He-Man's wrapping up. DC's done. Yeah, it's gonna kill. It's gonna kill the sub. It's gonna kill the He-Man sub if they do put those Princess of Power figures in next year's Club Eternia. That's gonna kill it because I'm. I, I won't play ball. I won't play that game. I would love to have Light Hope, but I don't want. I don't care about any of the rest of them. And I certainly don't want to be strong armed into buying them. No. So good for Funko. Congratulations, guys. You, uh, you accomplished what I think you wanted to accomplish. We're still a little mystified as to your, as to Funko's, uh, lack of announcements, their lack of, uh, pre-hype. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's probably better 
to to put out a line that, and again, I haven't opened the first wave of Game of Thrones figures yet, but I, I think it's better to put out a line and have people go, holy shit, this is really great, than to hype it up too far in advance and have people say, oh, this is terrible. Right. Uh, and, so it's, and they're responding. They're going to make the changes and fix them, so that's good to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was definitely. quick. That was like right away they said, yeah, we, we realized something's wrong. We're going to fix it uh, uh, as opposed to letting it just ride out. So Funko is the winner. Uh, congratulations on winning Toy Fair 2014, I guess. Uh, we'll send you a uh, Needless Things prize in the mail. Just look for that sometime before next year. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on and talking toys again. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next episode of the Needless Things podcast where Bo Brown and I We'll talk Masters of the Universe for five and a half hours. <laughs> Not really. I'm still editing. Thanks a lot, you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.